Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Time now for a segment we call The Song That Changed My Life. A chance for musicians and artists to tell us about the music that made them who they are. And today, we've got Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren is a soft rock superstar like on 1972's Something, Anything. And the man is a fun pop singer, too. We all like bang on the drum all day, right? He's a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. He's recorded dozens of his own albums, produced dozens more for acts like XTC, Hall & Oates, Sparks, and others. At 74 years old, he's still doing it all. He just released a live album called The Individualist, A True Star, Live. When we asked Todd Rundgren about the song that changed his life, he told us about a bunch of possibilities. But eventually, he landed on one of the most iconic and most improbable hit rock songs of all time, Louie Louie by the Kingsmen. Here's Todd Rundgren. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Rundgren. We're talking about a song that changed my life. Maybe not the song, but definitely a song that had... A big impact on me, and in my opinion, a big impact on music in general. In a, in a way, I'm sort of haunted by this song. I believe the first time I ever heard Louie Louie was probably, I was in junior high school or high school, and my avocation had nothing to do with school. I just wanted to have a band. And early on, we had to learn Oh, 15 or 20 minutes worth of material. One of our salvations was um, the song Louie Louie because, A, it was so simple to learn. It didn't have a whole lot of parts to it. It also um, was uh, unintelligible from a lyrical standpoint, which meant that anybody could just get up there and fake their way through it. I have heard rumors that there are certain songs, Louie Louie being amongst them, 
in which the unintelligibleness of the lyrics suggests that something lewd might be afoot, you know, and parents would uh, make demands to actually find out what it was, and law enforcement was often involved, but it's kind of, it kind of goes with that conservative kind of thinking that you don't want your kids to know anything you don't already know. And as a matter of fact, in our adolescent years, if a song came out and you couldn't understand the words, you assumed that they were dirty and it made you even more interested in the song. If you were in a band, you had to learn how to play Louie Louie. And at the time, I didn't realize how seminal it was in terms of rock music in general. That particular pattern of Louie dot 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 that would years and years later appear in, if not a few, maybe dozens of pop songs that became hugely popular. More than a feeling by Boston, you know. Da 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 da. Few little changes in the chord, but that same kind of bop 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 thing, you know. Smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Uh, when I say that Louie Louie is a haunting song, it's just that you hear it in other things. It's probably subconscious most of the time, but that points up kind of the seminal, almost subconscious nature of it, the way it, you hear it the first time, and then you don't understand the words, you don't actually know what the song's about, but you never forget it. As the years go by, you realize that it's stuck in a lot of people's heads, and it may be subconscious to most of us, but there's something actually mystical in those um, in those three chords and the way they're played. My humble opinion is that. Um, Louie Louie is kind of one of the seminal songs of what we've come to know as jock rock or frat rock, a kind of song that men mostly like to sing and mostly like to sing when they're drunk. It doesn't have the same effect on them when they're sober, but when they're drunk, <laughs> they can't help themselves. You know, I've seen it happen in, in other contexts, like uh, if you've ever been to Oktoberfest in Munich, you know, you would think it would be nothing but polka music. No, but the audience sings the loudest and gets up on their feet the most for a song like Country Roads Take Me Home. You know, because of that one note, well, I belong. Everyone wants to yell that, that thing out. And I think that, you know, Louie Louie has that certain quality about it.
I've heard stories about why the uh, vocal seems so garbled on the song, and what I heard was that the um, owner of the studio had just gotten a very, a brand new and very expensive microphone, and that the singer of the Kingsmen tended to spit a lot when he was singing. And the guy with the brand new microphone got so upset about it that he just kept raising it higher and higher in the room so that the lead singer wouldn't be able to reach it with his spit. And so by the time he was satisfied that the microphone would not be um, sullied, it was about a foot and a half above the singer's head. And like everything else in the room was getting into it. So I love that kind of stuff, you know, because you think everything is purposeful when you're listening to a record. Um, one of the things that I learned as I became a record producer is you don't get too anal about the sound and stuff because when people hear a record for the first time, they think that's exactly how it's supposed to sound. And that it sounds that way because they meant for it to sound that way. And then to find out, you know, that it was something as kind of petty <laughs> and pedestrian as the guy not even wanting to get spit on his microphone that defined the entire sound of the record. When I was asked to um, recall a song that changed my life, there were quite obviously a lot of alternative answers I could have given that would have been equally honest and ultimately equally obtuse because you live in your own subjective reality and every change that you go through is a, a change in your life. So I thought it could have been the Chipmunk song. Uh, the Christmas song by the Chipmunks, because that was the first song that I ever learned to play on the guitar. I was like maybe six, six or seven years old. I couldn't play any chords. The guitar was a really cheap sort of acoustic knockoff, and I... I not only didn't get to the chord part in the few lessons I took, but also my hands were not strong enough to play a whole chord, so I would pick out melodies, and the very first one that I picked out was the Christmas song by uh, the Chipmunks, and I think the next one that I picked out, although I believe it was the reason why I pressured my parents into getting me a guitar, it was the Ventures Walk Don't Run. And that was the second thing I learned to play, just the melody of it. I couldn't play the chords. But it's just a weird combination of things that drive you forward or that inspire you um, to try and learn them. My guitar lessons, they never taught me anything that I wanted to learn. So I just started picking out the things that I most enjoyed hearing or that I thought I understood musically. And that's got what got me started as a guitar player. I think at one point we got a, um, a fraternity gig. We had to go drive into downtown Philadelphia and set up our stuff. And uh, I think it was somebody's apartment, fairly large apartment, because it was very crowded. And 
it was probably the ideal audience for a song like Louie Louie because it's got that sing-along um, quality about it. And the fact that they're all drunk and they don't know the words anyway just doesn't alter what happens. Um, we didn't have any original material at all. We would do a lot of Beatles and Rolling Stones, whatever it is we thought we could comprehend. And that set the stage for my eventual success, I guess, as a guitar player. Uh, starting out, I wasn't a songwriter, I wasn't a singer. All I wanted to do was be a guitar player. So I started uh, emulating and, and following and copying other guitar players like Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton and started learning blues material, which is essentially what um, Louie Louie was. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a typical 12-bar thing. Actually, Louie Louie is much simpler than that. But we weren't interested in doing it because of the fact that it fit into any particular sort of genre or time period or cultural ethic or anything like that. It just had that thing. It had that thing where you think, I can do that. You know, even when you're young, sometimes you're able to detect when something is like pretentious or, or self-consciously trying to get you to like it. And the sense you just got was that these guys were having fun. You know, that they realized that the music was for fun. And they embodied that in that moment that they recorded Louie Louie. They embodied all the fun that it could be. And that was as much a reason why we wanted to do it as anything. Todd Brundgren on the song that changed his life, Louie Louie by The Kingsman. Todd's new album is called The Individualist, A True Star Live, and it's available to buy or stream right now. And hey, how about this? If you're a fan of Louie Louie, our old pal and former Bullseye producer, Nick White, made a great music podcast for KCRW called Lost Notes, and it had an awesome episode about Louie Louie. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California. Here at my house, I have decided that playing Skyrim is self-care. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producers are Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Roby. Our production fellows at Maximum Fun are Tabitha Myers and Brianna Paz. We get booking help from Mara Davis. Our interstitial music is composed and provided to us by DJW, also known as Dan Wally. Our theme song is by The Go Team. It's called Huddle Formation. The Go Team rules, thanks to them and their label Memphis Industries. Bullseye is also on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us in any of those places. Follow us. We will share with you all of our interviews. And I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. 